And a very happy Wednesday to you, Mzansi, from me, Shadow Twala. You're listening to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The show is produced by Hazel Makuzeni and our technical producer for today is Garnet Nguinika. Our contact details are 0892102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweets at otherwise safm, or at Shadow Twala. Now, Nobulali Dangazela was so passionate about Shakespeare that she created the Shakespeareans program to help those studying his work as set books easier. Dr. Claire Nicholson talks to us about the Go Ahead Sports program created to expose underprivileged children to sporting activities such as tennis and cricket. Then we finally hear about the World of Life Youth Intervention program run by Vuyane Bue from his home in Kailicha. But first, our lunch bite. Now, I got an invitation tonight. It's full moon. So there's a full moon meditation on Kemp's Bay Beachfront in Cape Town, and one is invited to join them on a journey towards well, world peace. If you're not in Cape Town, you may visit the website paradigmshiftct.co.za uh, forward slash world peace. So it's paradigm shift ct.co.za forward slash world peace. But I, then I thought we'd give you a full moon meditation as your lunch bite. So here it goes an invitation. Get quiet tonight. Check in with that place of mystery you hold inside you and ask it to share your spirit's desire. What would fullness look like in your life? Now, the light of the full moon, set your eyes on that dream and move towards it little by little. As the moon makes its way to newness, so will you. Otherwise, on SAFM. Nobulali, also known as Lali Dangazel, is a social entrepreneur. She's the founder of Nobulali Productions. She has a master's degree in dramatic arts, majoring in drama and education and theater for development, which she obtained as a Mandela Rhodes Scholar. She's an experienced thespian and director, a sought-after facilitator and motivation catalyst, delivering content in schools, community and corporates. We catch up with her from uh, the University of Warwick in England. Lali, hello. Hey, Shadow, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I, I hope we, we didn't take you to, uh, to uh, we didn't take you away from your studies. No, fortunately, you picked a time slot where I'm in between two lectures. I'm in between qualitative research and quantitative research, which is a tricky place to be, so I'm glad to be speaking to you. Well, we're giving you a, a breather, so, so, as, so to speak. Now, what, 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 yeah. what attracted you to Shakespeare so much? Um, when I was in grade 11, my English teacher asked me to audition for the role of Puck in A Midsummer Night's Dream. After that, I got involved um, in, the, in the school play, and that was taken to the Raps Arts Festival. And the feeling that I got on stage that evening just was electric. And after that, I just, I mean, Shakespeare was the door to that, and I've just always been wondered if one of his 37 plays can do that to me, what can the, the other 36 do? So I then started on a journey of finding out more about Shakespeare, how he's taught, where he's taught, why he's taught, why sometimes he is not taught. And that was basically the, the hooker for me. Now, w- when you were doing this research about how he's taught, are, are we teaching Shakespeare the way we should or we ought to? Um, not really, hey. Um, a lot of times Shakespeare is being taught as if it's a book and it's not a book, it's a play, which means you need to play Shakespeare when reading Shakespeare. And also what, what I've found is a lot of, 
of, of um, people learn Shakespeare sitting down and you can't learn Shakespeare sitting because it was written to be played and performed. So the best way to change that is just by asking learners to stand up as it would be in a rehearsal room to move the, the, the desk to the side and then have different people going into the circle and reading and playing and looking at how it looks like when Desdemona, for example, says this line standing, sitting, sleeping um, and things like that because then you see how the reality of what's written on the pages can come to life even in your classroom or at home. Now, the language has seems to have been a barrier for a lot of students, even for, for older people. Uh, and that's why most of us are not quite au fait with his works, because, you know, it, it was it was almost um, there was a resistance to the the dots and the, you know, those kinds of uh, things. So how how do we overcome that? And how have you entertain have you helped students overcome the language barrier? Um, with any language, like if you look at this course, it's a very complex language. The fact that there are so many different clicks and a Q means that and an X means that. But if you take a child at the age of 13 and ask them to learn this course, they'll tell you that this is difficult and it's, it seems impossible. I mean, my neighbor, for example, speaks Mandarin and I'm like, Mandarin is impossible. She's like, but it's the easiest language in the world mm-hmm. because she was inculcated into the culture of reading and learning and speaking Mandarin. So similarly, I think we leave Shakespeare too late. Shakespeare can be read as a bedtime story. And also, you don't teach Shakespeare. I mean, there's five acts to Shakespeare plays. You don't teach all five acts at one go. What, what we do is we actually start with just words. So, for example, we'll take um, one of um, Shakespeare's sonnets or one of the prose or the verses in a Midsummer Night's Dream or Othello and then read it out as the teacher having practiced it and then ask the learners which word stood out for them. Then from that word, you ask Guguji why that word, what does it sound like, what is it similar to, what action would they bring into the word. Then what you do is each learner chooses their word, they have their own action and then the next time you read it, as you read it in a circle, um, the learners play the different words out. So now you've taken this mammoth page and you've turned it into a dance. And then you take that dance and then you turn that into a choreography by reading more and more. But you never teach Shakespeare as a whole. You start with a word, then a line, then a verse, then an act. And um, always introduce the biggest story to the learners and the characters and how they interact and relate with each other before trying to go into the language and the subtext and the themes because then you overwhelm any any um, you overwhelm the learner. So like with any other language, you start with a bite size and then you eat the whole elephant. No. <laughs> Now, the, the, your your program, the Shakespeareans uh, program, and I'm sure you'll tell us a bit more about it. Are, are you offering that program to teachers as well? Because it seems like the teachers are the ones that are blocking the knowledge with regards to the way they impart uh, the, the Shakespeare's plays. You know, um, it's it's not all teachers that block it. I've seen some teachers doing amazing things um, with Shakespeare. I think. If you don't know something, you won't do it, you know, and what I've found is we gave a workshop to 63 teachers in um, Sashangube um, this year, and we were doing this with, we did something similar with Animal Farm, because we, we don't just do Shakespeare, but we made an African adaptation of Animal Farm, and before the teachers brought the learners to come and watch the play, we went into the school um, and did a three-hour-long workshop with 63 teachers from all over um, Pretoria. 
And what we did is we also allowed for them to play different games and things like that. And you know, the teachers were so receptive, Shadow. And not only that, but they SMS you, they WhatsApp you, they email you, they fax you how they've been developing. Um, there was a teacher from Limbobo that we brought to Stratford-upon-Avon um, about three years ago. We worked with the Royal Shakespeare Company and the British Council. Mm-hmm. And we brought two teachers and two learners from Limbobo who had never done Three, um, the two learners and the one teacher had never done Shakespeare. The other one was a, um, a, a Rhodes University alumna. And they all had exposure to Shakespeare and then had to go back to Limpopo and expose people in Limpopo to Shakespeare. The things that the teacher has done in Dendron High School, a rural, non-paying school, using Shakespeare, I mean, they've rehearsed like Romeo and Juliet in a week, at some Sipedi, at some Sitswana, mm. at some Chitonga and Venda, and then do Romeo and Juliet in an African context. And it's like, you know what, sometimes we are the barriers to Shakespeare, not even just the teachers, but the learners themselves, because we don't get over the first hurdle of the language and actually contextualize it for the for but that teacher, like at least once a month, who's on SMSL and be like, yo, Lali, this week, this is what I've done with Shakespeare. Next week, this is what we're doing with Shakespeare. And his kids have just flourished because he was receptive to it. Similarly to the teachers in Pretoria, they are practicing on a daily basis how to become more and more artistic in the classroom. Now, why is it important for us to understand and, and, and learn about Shakespeare and his plays? You know, is, is it relevant to our lives so many years later? Um, I think it's not just Shakespeare. It's any literature. But I, found, I have found that um, a friend of mine is doing a PhD here at Warwick as well. And she's looking at the benefits that come with the language of Shakespeare um, and the unintentional learning that come from it. So the... Um, the tacit stuff, the stuff that's in it and is not explicit like, oh, you're learning grammar, oh, you're learning this, you know. But she has found that um, students that learn Shakespeare versus these students that don't have a, a heightened level of confidence, they've got a bigger vocabulary, they've got a better understanding of um, relationships because of the themes, um, the universal themes found in Shakespeare. And for me now, it's not just about Shakespeare. What 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 intrigued me about him is 450 plus, I mean 400 years plus later, we're still talking about him on SAFM during the lunchtime <laughs> hour. You know, it's like, how ridiculous is that? What is it about this man's work that, that has, has translated to so many different cultures over so many different years? And I'm not saying we, we shouldn't read like Abu Eskiam Pasela and the likes, mm. but I'm saying there's something that we can learn that is not competing with African culture from this universal man. Now, your Shakespeareance, and I'm going to give your website so people can, can just experience it for themselves. Um, your, your Shakespeareance program, who is it open to? Not just scholars uh, or, or school children, but is it open to just the general public? Yes. So, um, Shakespeareance has got two main business units. It's got artists in education and artists in business. Mm-hmm. So, for example, with artists in education, we've got um, productions and then we've got workshops and then we've also got camps. So, with the productions, we had um, yo, we had about a nine-week run of Animal Farm, Nothing But the Truth, and now we've got short stories going into schools, not just asking the schools to come into theatres. So, that's currently happening in the Eastern Cape. Mm-hmm. And um, what we're doing with the productions is we're asking teachers to call us and tell us 
listen, Lali, I'm doing Animal Farm, I'm doing nothing but the truth, or I'm doing the short stories, or I'm doing something else, please produce it and please bring it to my school or bring it to a community hall or a theater near me. Because we spent a week in Hammond's Crow, for example, because we got a call telling us that Animal Farm and nothing but the truth is being done there. So that's the one way people can get us. And you can go onto our website and just write a message to us. You can go on our Facebook page and write a message. Or you can call us. Um, and I'll give our phone number later, but it's a landline that you can offer SMS. So that's the one way. And parents, for example, have asked us to come in and just do extra classes with their, learn, with their children, which we also do. We've got um, Shakespeare um, who go in and then help learners with that. And it's the one way. And then with um, artists in education as well, for example, we get works commissioned by the Department of Education or by the British Council, where they'll say there's a specific need Please address it, here are the funds, here are the resources, and then we run with it. Um, and then also when it comes to, um, uh, we also do international trips, so I'm, I'm looking to bring in kids again to the UK and kids from the UK into South Africa, and that's open to groups as well. And then with artists in business, this is the main reason I'm here for the PhD. We look at the, the complexity and the simplicity of being in the corporate space and how we can use story and drama and narrative to unpack some of the things that are found in the corporate space. So, for example, a strategy is a story. Mm-hmm. And similar to any other story, it's got characters, it's got a plot, it's got challenges, it's got twists and turns, and it's got protagonists and antagonists. Mm-hmm. So we use um, story and drama to help just look at what's happening in the company or look at what we want to happen in the company and then use the art form to unpack that to staff members but not in a very intrusive manner it's very like um basic at times it's not even having to go on stage or anything like that but workshops within the corporate space and then we also help people sometimes with public speaking some people are very scared of talking in public so how to breathe how to use your body which muscles you're using when and things like that so it's a very dynamic company that offers quite a lot but the main thing is that our method is shakespearean and it's embedded in the art i think you should be at every birthday party <laughs> yes <laughs> i do enjoy birthday parties <laughs> especially family ones they always are like lali Whose child are you? And are you really, really, really related to us? Because I'm like the acorn that fell off the apple tree. Like everybody in the family is like, you're weird, but they like it. <laughs> no, I think every parent who, has a, who invites other children to a birthday party should invite, should, should have a Shakespearean experience. But Lali, when, when are you back? When are you back? So I'm back in December because I'm getting married over and about <gasps> all of this, comrade. And, um, I'm also back in March. Because I'm turning the big 30. Woo-hoo. Can I get a what was? So I'll be back in, in December and in March. And then I'm also conducting my research in South Africa because I got a scholarship from the Oppenheimer Memorial Trust um, and the university. And I want my research to benefit South African corporates. So I'm actually looking for a corporate company in South Africa where I can go in and test all these amazing things I've been speaking about and looking at whether or not they work. And then the following year, I'll do my research in Brazil. So um, I'm looking at two of the British countries. I was going to do China, but it's so complex, a country that I've actually shifted now to Brazil. Um, So I'm going to be back very often because... Um, the scholarships I have allow me to travel back home, but also the company that I, I work for, um, Shakespearean, allows me to come back. 
to do some some work with them. Now as a consultant, not as a full time staff member, which is quite a lot of fun. Tell me, are you are you is your husband in in England? I'm trying to find out if we're losing you to another country. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to okay, ask this question. Tell me about this Paul Manenya, whom I call my husband. He's currently in Spain doing a pilgrimage for three weeks. Oh, like wow. who does that? Like, <laughs> and um, he's doing the Camino de Santiago, which is a spiritual walk that he um, a lot of Catholics do and he's doing that I'm, and I'm going to join him for a week on Friday and then he's coming back to South Africa because he works at um, Seoul within Standard Bank and he loves that because he develops um, products that help South Africans you know understand insurance and make insurance work for them mm-hmm. so he's coming back but I really miss him a lot and I wish he was this time but <laughs> I think it's important that we keep the balance and we don't become too western in our ways so and South Africa and Africa is still home definitely Lali please promise when you back you visit us in the <laughs> studio we have a lot to talk about and I'd like to be able to talk uh, to let our, 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 our listeners engage with you directly you promised us a telephone definitely. number please give it to us yes um, it's zero one one zero five seven five zero eight eight. That is zero one one zero five seven five zero eight eight. Or people can send me an SMS or a WhatsApp message on um, zero seven two six one zero three six two zero. That's zero seven two six one zero three six two zero. Or area code South Africa. And also Shadow One day I'd like to talk about demystifying academia and the PhD because some people think because. I'm doing a PhD, it's difficult and impossible and expensive. And yes, it is all of these things, but also it is attainable and it's possible. And I'm a girl from Ezanini one, and I grew up and went to schools in Soweto, then Monjo High School, but I've gotten scholarships, so it is possible to anybody listening that is of any age. I mean, some of my classmates are in their 50s um, and they want to do their PhDs. It's possible, and I also want to demystify um, higher education as well, because it's important that we get doctors, Dr. Twilas, maybe, in journalism, <laughs> and Dr. Hazel in journalism. <laughs> Listen, so Lali, as well. Lali, you've always got space uh, on this at this table so when you back let's let's demystify all of that and talk broadly about about what you do uh, in the meantime though for the Shakespeareans we'll we'll direct people to your office number and your website and of course they can SMS you and and WhatsApp you on your cell phone thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us enjoy the rest of your lunch break thank you it's a pleasure an honor and a privilege ever so much thank you love you bye-bye that's Nobulali Danga amazing girl absolutely amazing the Shakespeareans uh, website is www.shakespeareans.com uh, and it's shake as in wiggle uh, word the letter X and then periods okay s-h-a-k-e-x-p-e-r-i-e-n-c-e that's the shakespeareans.com otherwise the office number 011 057 cell phone number 072 6103620 when we come back i'm speaking with dr claire nicholson of the get ahead sports program otherwise on safm the get ahead sports program also known as gasp 
is the brainchild of Move It Moving Matters. The program takes students from different schools in Soweto and exposes them to different sports such as tennis and cricket. And the students are between the ages of 9 to 11 years of age. And today, in fact, uh, saw uh, Dr. Claire Nicholson hand over awards to the students who have done exceptionally well in their sporting field. She joins me now on the phone. Dr. Nicholson, hello, welcome. Thank you. What a pleasure to speak with you and probably have a din behind me, um, which is a lot of excited children <laughs> about to go into their prize-giving session. So the hype is really top at the moment. Great timing of your call. Well, I hope I don't keep you for too long, but I, I think it's an amazing program. Tell us how it works. Thanks. What happens is that the Move It Moving Matters initiative or programs is an intermediate phase physical education intervention that schools use as part of their curriculum time. Because as you know, physical education was wiped out of the curriculum way back in 1999 when Mm -hmm. our education transformed into its current system. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, thousands of children never had physical education before, I should say millions. And subsequently, millions have battled. And there are now many, many, many learners who don't understand how it is to be physically educated and the privilege of such physical education. Mm -hmm. And that's what Move It Moving Matters does, is it enters in at the intermediate phase. We have the blessing of the Department of Education. They're partners with us right across the country. And in Soweto alone, we have about 12,000 children currently mm. on the Move It program. Now, it's out of that Move It program that we can identify talented children. And we call these children noticed children with physical literacy. They just stand out. They're just motorically competent. They move beautifully. They're inherently got it. And it is those children that we then invite to come to the GASP program mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now uh, and why only between the ages of 9 to 11 the intermediate phase in fact starts in grade 4 and it finishes in grade 7 and it's this prepubescent period that is absolutely critical for us to capture the learners before their bodies start to accelerate in their growth and development patterns and before their limbs start to extend away from them and (laughs) it is all very difficult for them in that pre-adolescent period. So to catch children into a good physical education before all of that happens means that you at least giving those children a chance as they grow into their adolescence to take with them skills that they already have. Dr. Nicholson, Dr. Nicholson, please stay on the line for me. Otherwise, on SAFM. My guest is Dr. Claire Nicholson, who's currently uh, at a at a, an award ceremony, if I may call it that. Hey, Dr. Dr. Nicholson. Yes, it's the culmination of three days of intensive exposure of these talented, noticed, physically literate children um, in the GASP. So the GASP program lasts for three days, and they get exposed to our national sports federation partners. And our partners at this GASP level for this age group is Tennis South Africa, Cricket South Africa, and Soccer South Africa. So these are very powerful national sports federations who've seen the opportunity to receive from the Move It program children who are most likely to succeed 
in their long-term development plan for athletes. And so these children now have been seen by these coaches. They've received three days of intensive coaching, and we pass them over in kid gloves mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. And probably what will happen now is th- these children will embark on a 12-year journey of opportunity where sport will be their leverage into probably an advantaged future. You sound so passionate about this, and I love it. I, I, I just love to hear somebody, I mean, something is being done uh, to, 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 to push young people into a totally different direction, which they would have not experienced in the past. What is so important, um, if I could ask Dr. Nicholson, why is physical education and human movement or, you know, physical education, why is it so important? Oh, that's such a huge question, and, and I know. I think it's as simple as possible. It is that we are built, our anatomy, our musculature, our 365 pairs of voluntary muscles that we work every day by choice. In other words, my brain coordinates all of this all the time to make me move. And to move successfully in our environment is called a concept, the concept is called mobility. If you can mobilize in your environment successfully, then that's how you survive. Mm. And in fact, there is, there is fantastic research which indicates that children who survive car crashes are more likely to have been involved in sport activities. And the reason that they're going to survive is because they know where their body is in space and they can orientate mm. themselves to land in a way that is likely to be more safe. Mm. Where a person who's not exposed to this, the moment you put them upside down, they've lost it. They don't know their orientation of where they are. And so many of our nation have missed this privilege of moving and gaining mobility and therefore gaining confidence of moving in our environment successfully, avoiding trips, avoiding falls, knowing how to sit well, knowing how to hold your posture, whether you're a violinist or whether you're starting a sprint athletic start, in every aspect of our life, movement is probably the key to our success. And we have missed that in schools. We have lost that. But thank goodness we're back there now. And I really have to say we need corporates like Total South Africa who are our big funders in Soweto, funding 12,000 children in this movement program. Today, as I speak, there are 12,000 children involved in this program. Mm. They have a better chance in their life. And actually, there are 3 million learners without this program, and we need to change that as fast as possible. With your help, I know we can do this. Well, I was going to ask, is it, are there possibilities of, of seeing these programs mushroom all over the country? Because I'd like to believe that Soweto possibly was the pilot, and it's working. Yes. Can we take it to different parts of the country? Yes, yes. And I think one of the most exciting parts of today is the little quiet announcement. And my goodness, I'm making it very um, loud through your (laughs) network. Is that the Johannesburg city, the city of Johannesburg, are seeing the possibility to replicate this model right across their sport and recreation facilities across the city. And if that can happen we suddenly change the possibility for children to be off the street, to engage in positive things, to get the exhilaration of sport participation and joy in their lives. And with that, you probably know that there's an amazing program called Josie at Work. Yes. 
We've aligned ourselves to that, and already at this gas, we have 25 unemployed youth who we are mentoring to be the first, what we're calling, gasp coaches, who will be divested out into these sport and recreation centers across Soweto, and their task is to run mini gas from here on out. Sounds amazing. I, I Firstly, I want to say congratulations to the city of Johannesburg for, for acknowledging the work of GASP. But I'd, I'd like to imagine that a lot of people want to be talking to you after this, this program. How do they reach you? Because I think that network can be created. You don't have to physically be there, but you may find yourself in a situation where you train trainers for different exactly. parts of the country. So how do people reach you, Dr. Nicholson? Thank you so much for that. Um, www.movingmatters, or one word, mm-hmm. .co.za. That's mm-hmm. our website. So it's www.movingmatters.co.za. And on that is all about the Move It program, all about the GASP, mm-hmm. and there will be the new path that is all about recruiting the unemployed youth to partner with us and expand this program. Okay, so the website will will drive people to to you and to the information they're looking for. Absolutely, they just need to say contact us and we will respond and we would be delighted. And if I can encourage through your listenership, which is a very erudite market, to consider the corporate social investment and social cohesion and social justice and leveling of the playing fields is I think the passion of your listeners and if we could just get all of those listeners to think about just 350 rand that's all it costs mm-hmm. to give one child a move it bag which lasts for the whole year in one grade and that's a small amount of money but it is a huge amount of mobilization for a child mm-hmm. and all this information of how to do that is on the website Yes, yes, pretty much. If they just contact us, we'll respond and we will immediately be there and encourage them to partner with us going forward. Dr. Nicholson, I love your enthusiasm. I love your passion. And please knock on our door if there's anything more we can do. But uh, enjoy today. You deserve it. And those children deserve it. Well done. Thank you so much. And thank you for this opportunity. And well done on everything that you do to celebrate people like us and so many others fantastic enjoy your day you too Thanks. bye-bye bye bye oh she's everything and she's so passionate about it it's gorgeous to hear that that's dr claire nicholson and from moving matters and it's their go-ahead sports program is called gasp um and you may find more information and i think every child should have access to this program it's www.movingmatters.co.za and of course that's where you find gasp and their contact details and thanks to total south africa and thanks to the city of johannesburg for for acknowledging her and taking the program forward um i'll take a little break and when we come back somebody else who's just opened their home uh Vianne Bues opened his home world of life youth intervention program let's find out how he's intervened in children's lives after this otherwise on safm my next guest is Vianney Bue, who's the founder of World of Life Youth Intervention Program. 
and the program he says to me he writes to me in fact and says i run a boys mentorship program in kailicha the aim is to assist boys to find their purpose and aid them in achieving their dreams we have an academic assistance program which assists with schoolwork. We hold Thursday roundtable discussions around sex, peer pressure, choices, education, gangsterism, alcohol and drug abuse. We hold annual camps and are involved in sporting activities. And I'm thinking, okay, I'd like to see the center. And it's all happening in his home. Vuyani, welcome. Hi, Sushado. How are you? So what happens? I'm good, thank you. And I need to ask you this question. What happens? You're sitting with your wife and you're having a discussion one day and you're going to open your home up. How does the discussion go? We witnessed a very terrible gang fight in Kailicha where I stay in D section. And the number of boys that were involved there were my son's age. Mm-hmm. And um, between 14 and 17, and they were stabbing and killing each other. But what became very drastic for me is watching other boys who are not gangsters, who were not involved, how they adored this, you know, mm-hmm. standing in corners just watching this. And we thought, maybe we should try and do a preventative program for those who are not yet involved in gangsterism mm-hmm. and see what we can do. And that was when the program was actually born. Listen, I take my hat off to you and your wife, firstly, you know, for you so for, for even getting the idea and, and taking it on. Because, you know, some people have ideas and they stay ideas. But you yeah. actually just took this on. And how did you then begin to, to invite these young people to your home? Um, when I started, I didn't know what I wanted to do exactly with them, but I just knew I wanted to impact their life positively. Mm. So the first thing to do was to invite them for a game of soccer, and we just kicked soccer around, and one thing led to another. The next week we met and we, we spoke, and, and I wanted to find out who they are, what made them tick, what were their dreams. And one thing common on all of the boys that I had, I've got about 40 boys which I mentor. Mm-hmm was that they were struggling academically at school. You know, we do have a library, but it's a bit far. And with gangsterism, guys can't, boys can't move around. And um, we started by assisting them with homework and, 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 uh, and, and many other things. We have recently, um, in our townships, gay and lesbian people get killed mm-hmm. because our boys um, don't understand gender sensitivity. Mm-hmm. I started inviting people from gender networks to come and speak to them for, for them to, uh, to understand gender. We don't have positive role models. I've got people who've made it, growing up in townships, growing up in squatter camps, but who've made it, who've, who've got a qualification, who are who are aspiring to be something, you know. Mm. Those people come and become positive role models in this group of boys. Um, Vianney, we, yes. Vianney, I you know, we, we have... Uh, we have very little time left, and I'm going to be talking to you again, but in the immediate time now i need you to tell us how we can help you because you're running all of this from your home uh if somebody is listening and they have the wherewithal to assist in maybe the sporting activities i don't know if you heard the lady i was talking to earlier um and and maybe we can connect you with her so that you know you've got an audience already and maybe it can grow bigger but how can we assist you keep this program going I'm looking for chess boards because those boys have nothing to do in the township. The sport and recreation facilities are a bit far. I'm looking for chess boards. I am using one laptop for all 40 of them for them to do assignments which they share. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for an old usable computer. It doesn't have to be online. If the, some of them can type 
Um, anything sports related, I'm looking for videos, you know, on, on tech and, 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 and drug awareness. I, those are the types of things I'm looking for because asking for a space or a prefab structure might be too much. Mm. All I want is to keep them busy, keep them occupied, influence them positively so that they do not become victims of their environment, that they rise above that adversity and aspire to be something because that is where I come from, that is where I grew from and I have not made it but I am trying to make it and I wish they could get to that stage where they are trying to make it. How do people get hold of you, Vriadi? I have an email address, it's called PB, Mm -hmm. word of life, that's one word, P for Peter, D for Dolly. B for Brown. Oh, PB. Yeah. Word of Life Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. They can reach reach me on my cell on Mm 061-419-9092. We also have an NPO and we have a a bank account with Standard Bank. And the account is 070-675-244. To check accounts with Chromebook branch. We are also registered NPL. Okay. I think that the check account stuff and all of that, you can give to them when they reach you. But mm-hmm. uh, your email address is most important and, of course, your cell phone number. But I promise you I will be checking in on you and how you're doing and maybe have a longer conversation about the kind of programs. Because if some people cannot give in kind, uh, I mean, in, 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 in cash, I'm sure they can give in kind and, and send you some of the, the stuff that you need and that can impact the, the boys' lives. But thank you so much. And, and, and I really I take my hat off to you and your missus. And, and I wish you all the best. Huh? Thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. You don't know how much it means to us. We've got so many boys in Kailich and listening to your show right now. Oh, tell them I love them. <laughs> I definitely will. Thank you. Thank you, Vianna. We'll talk again. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. PB, P for Peter, B for Betty, word of life at gmail.com is Vianney's number. Uh, I mean, email address. His cell phone number is 061-419-9092. You heard the little conversation that we had. He's running the program from home. This He's assisting these young people's schoolwork. Um, he has... Uh, Peer pressure, choices, education, sex talks uh, about gangsterism, alcohol and drug abuse as well. So if you find yourself working in that line of work, maybe you have some time to go and contribute and just and just be a role model for these young people. And of course, sporting related equipment is would be also welcome. Uh, the, his number again is 61 419-9092. I was going to play a song, but I thought, why not? We can give Vianney more time. And this is him and his wife, eh?